I'm your host, Effie Pilarinu, and today I have the pleasure to connect with uh, Simon Moss from New York, from uh, Symphony Ayacidi AI, that's a full uh, mouthful of a name, and of course Good we're going to be talking about AI. Welcome, Simon. Thanks, Effie. It's very nice to have uh, to, to be here. And uh, si Simon from New York, it's, it has a good ring. Thanks very Great. much. Great. So, so why this uh, uh, Japanese resembling uh, name for your company? Uh, it, it, actually, it's not Japanese. It's Cherokee, um, the, the Indian tribe. Uh, it, it's Cherokee. It means to search. Um, yes, we thought we'd be really pretentious about our name, um, but. Uh, it, it is a bit of a mouthful. It's brilliant in Scrabble games, but uh, in the end, it, it actually does mean something, which is to search, which is really what we want to be for our customers, the most powerful, most transparent uh, discovery engine in the world. Um, and you know, every day with our customers, we're proving that. Um, so yeah, to search, to find, to discover, uh, to create value. And, and of course, you are operating at the enterprise level. And um, are, is it uh, corporates uh, only in the finance industry at this point, or? Well, the the, the background was a, was a joint development between DARPA um, and Stanford University. Uh, DARPA stated clearly that the innovations that Yazdi brings to market was one of the top ten innovations that they've ever developed. Um, you know, a lot of the backbone of a lot of the algorithmic and analytical techniques we use are based on, a, on, a, uh, on an approach called TDA, or topological data analysis, which is really focusing at multi-dimensional uh, feature analysis across the shape of data. So we, we like lots of data. We like really, really hard problems with huge amounts of data, structured and unstructured, labeled and unlabeled, um, mixed up, so that we can take our customers on a journey of discovery that their, that their data will show. Um, and so, you know, with that in mind, that means enterprise. Uh, we, we do a lot of cyber uh, uh, analytics for the telecommunications industry. We do a ton of research work in the pharmaceutical uh, uh, industry. Um, we're the company that was able to identify that diabetes was not one disease, but four. Um, uh, we, we work very closely with the global intelligence communities and, and now we're bringing all of those, you know, incredibly powerful approaches to discovering um, uh, uh, you know, attacks, malignancies, opportunities, uh, optimization uh, 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 targets and bringing them into the financial services market. And we have several banks that are working with us now and several that we're signing this year um, uh, specifically in three areas. Number one, we, we want to decode the financial crime genome uh, and we'll shortly be announcing a, an incredible achievement that, that our team has done bringing people from our oncology uh, uh, teams, people from our pharmaceutical research teams and mix them all together and giving the COVID period uh, a simple objective which is I want to take all the bank's data, I want to find 100% of the risk, whether that's laundering, whether that's trafficking, whether that's pedophilia, whether that's cyber attacks, whether that's tax evasion, I want to find them all, and I want zero false positives, which is really the, the problem that has been created by 
using old analytical techniques and some modern supervised learning techniques. Um, now, we're not announcing that we've done 100% and zero. Uh, that would be silly, but that is the objective. And I've got to admit the progress the team is making is, is extraordinary. Um, we're so, also Simon, then taking Simon, let me the, the three areas I want to cover. So yeah, financial crime, yeah, please. Let me interrupt you and ask you, um, your, your um, proprietary source, if you want, if it is proprietary, what are we talking here about? Do you have some patented solutions that um, uh, you are continuously improving? How do you differ from, you know, all the rest of the world? Um, and why this focus on transparency? I mean, I think I asked you too many questions. Well, there's three questions there. Uh, number one, 37 patents, about $50 million invested into the development that we have. Um, you know, it is a true enterprise class solution. H how is it different? If you, if you look at the topography of AI players, everybody's an AI player now. And, sure. and, 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 and there's a lot more bullshit out there than real product. And so you, what you've got is you've got old companies rebranding business intelligence tools and calling them AI, uh, AI business. No, no, that's just not true. So, you know, stop kidding yourselves. Um, you've got um, uh, AI companies that have put a clever UI on top of open source, whether that be clustering or a neural network. Yeah, to, you know, and, 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 and those can create some value. The problem there is they can't deal with the volumes. And they can't deal, most importantly, with the explainability, particularly in financial markets, particularly in pharmaceuticals, particularly in financial crime. You've got to have explainability because these are highly regulated markets. And then the third is, is the consultancy organizations who come in and declare that they can build bespoke AI tools. But again, that's just another repackaging of open source. There are very few true companies that their DNA is artificial intelligence in product. And, and that's where we come from. 10 years it's taken us to get here. Significant hurdles, significant obstacles that we've had to encounter. And to be honest, we've tripped on some of them and we've stumbled, but that's what innovation, that's what being a pioneer is, is, is all about. And, and, and so we can safely say that we're probably one of three in the market um, that would say, it is a pure artificial intelligence that is able to take massive amounts of enterprise class data in a highly secure environment, HIPAA compliant, SOC 2 compliant, US defense industry compliant, uh, security compliant, and be able to discover malignancies and attacks and opportunities that nothing else can find and do it without the bias and without the need to program what to look for. And so our uniqueness is twofold in this case. We're able on an unsupervised basis. In other words, we don't tell the, the, the program what to do. It goes and does it itself. It goes and discovers these things itself. It lets the data tell us what's going on. And then we combine that with semi and supervised approach to allow a data scientist or a business user to then interpret those results and calibrate them. This stupid philosophical argument between supervised and unsupervised AI is ridiculous. The two fit together. 
Otherwise, unsupervised by itself becomes a black box and supervised, which is essentially programmed by a human, because your spirals in bias. In bias, okay. And, and so you get a really big bias problem and you end up, frankly, institutionalizing the very problems that you're trying to solve. And so the uniqueness for us is we've combined the two together at massive scale. And lastly, we have solved the explainability issue. Um, and Singapore government discussed that at Davos uh, 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 early, uh, early this year. Um, and, you know, I think you can pick that out on our website. But the key, if, if you know, in, particularly in financial crimes, Effie, if you're going to phone me up and say, hey, Simon, we're not doing business with you anymore because you're a bloody crook. Well, you better make sure that what you just said is fully supported and yeah. justified. And, and we've really cracked the code there. So true AI company, not just some rebranded thing. We're a pioneer. We're an innovator. And you know what? That's bloody hard work to solve. I can imagine. So, so am I hearing correctly from you that you are, from your experience, uh, from your work, you're a firm believer in uh, a balance between unsupervised and supervised uh, approaches in AI and you hate the dichotomy that is being, uh, you know, put out there and, and discussed by a lot of um, qualified or unqualified uh, uh, people. Well, no, look, you know, we, we, we live in a market economy. So, you know, everybody can say, anybody can say anything they want. It's great. But, but in the end, push comes to shove is who can execute, who can deliver. And, what, what worries me about AI is that AI is going to become CRM, is going to become big data. These massive uh, 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 transformational changes that everybody babbled on about, the, the, the white collar industry, so banks, insurance companies, spent enormous amounts of money <laughs> trying, to solve, you know, trying to implement, and frankly, they got sod all out of it. They really got incredibly little uh, re return on the investments that they made. Um, I'm worried that AI is going to do the same thing. And we're beginning to see frustration by many customers who are saying this AI thing is not delivering what it was supposed to deliver. Well, that's true because you're doing a glorified consulting engagement, trying to build some bespoke thing, or you're putting a bunch load of open source in that you know will work in a lab but won't scale to the volume or the explainability paradigm to the needed for your type of firm and 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 so you know i i want to make sure that our firm is differentiated with a couple other firms from the rest of the market to say hold on a minute we're taking this seriously all this value that we talk about you're going to get it in three months if if i'm lying to you you'll know in three months um Simon, is your, you know, the, in the market um, after the recovery, if we can see we're in the recovery phase of, of this uh, uh, um, crisis, um, it's, it's clear that AI was not in the spotlight as a savior during the pandemic um, for all sorts of uh, business issues and discontinuities that were um, uh, suddenly, uh, you know, erupting here and there as if they were bombs. 
uh, and AI was not the one that saved um, uh, these the, the, the difficult situations. And are you saying that really uh, most of the market um, is not able to deliver and that is the reason? Or is it also the fact that whatever AI is out there is just an add-on, there's no integration, there's a problem with the data in the first place. I imagine even in your case, you need clean data to, to do what you need to do. What well, are there's, not, there's not a lot of, some more question, there was a lot as well. First of all, I have to disagree with you, Effie. I don't think we're anywhere near through this yet. Okay. Um, uh, I, I think certainly in the US, you know, the Europeans, you know, balance seems to be coming back. But, you know, we, we, we have social, political and economic turmoil over here. Um, yep. it, it, it has to be extremely troubling. Okay, we can look at the stock market, great. But everything else is a bloody shambles. Um, you know, we are going to have significant issues in risk, uh, sorry, in rent default. We're going to have significant issues in credit default. And, and what concerns me, particularly in the, the, the collateralized loan obligation market or the CLO market, we may end up with a liquidity crisis. Um, uh, you can see all the major banks are putting very, very significant reserves aside to calculate what's going to happen in the future. And I think, honestly, we are in, this is an un undiscovered country that we're in uh, i think we're all scratching our heads going okay you know what, what are we doing you're certainly we're working with lots of firms at the moment saying there's been a massive change in customer behavior from pre-covid and covid and are we going back to the mean the answer is no well what is the new mean we we're trying to work that out at the moment now as to, so so i would disagree with you respectfully I, I don't think we're anywhere near through the economic impact of what we have um you know, the U.S. government has shoved, you know, four to six trillion dollars of cash into the economy. That's just slopping around at the moment. Uh, and, and frankly, almost 20 percent of it has been stolen. So we've got a massive fraud problem uh, over here that, you know, we, we need to take into account with. And, and, and so that goes on to the second question, which is, I agree with you, AI did not solve many of these issues. Um, uh, why? Uh, number one, because a lot of AI is, is a lot of hype and there's just too much bloody promise. Uh, this is technology. It's not alchemy. You know, it's not, it's not magic. It requires significant technology understanding and there's a lot of innovation, a lot of ideation, a lot of proof points. You know, again, he has been messing around with this for 10 years. We got multiple things wrong. We're right moving forward, but it's still complex. So no, many of the promises that were made were absolute garbage. Um, uh, now, the interesting thing is, is, well, what's the future? The future is we've got to look at, at AI and define it properly. First of all, I believe that the white collar industry is going to go through exactly the same transformation as the blue collar industry did in the implementation of technology in the early 2000s. Well, why didn't the white collar industry do that in the past? Why didn't they do it at the same time? Well, they didn't do, they did it, at the same, they didn't do it at the same time because the white collar industry worked out how to reduce the cost of the unit or the individual. They offshored tons of business, right. which is you know, the creation of Infosys and Tata and all of these other big, big firms. Um, as we see, the, frankly, the growth of nationalism, as we see the global economy beginning to contract to more national economies, 
as we begin to see that we've, you know, certainly in the US, we've had a massive supply chain problem because of COVID, we're going to see a lot more work coming back onshore. And, and, and so how do you get cheap labor, but bring it onshore? Well, you don't drop people's salaries. What you do is you get a technology in place. And so RPA, natural language processing, those are really going to begin to pick up. Uh, and, you know, and, 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 and from a discovery and management perspective as well, we see a lot of real benefits moving forward with there. So it, it is economic maturation, as well as, frankly, a lot of people promising what they could do in AI and, you know, frankly, just rebranding old product or old people and not being able to deliver. And it's created a bad taste in many people's mouths. And I, I have to acknowledge that, 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 that they're right. So, but... We, you know, this technology is coming one way or another. We will see, unfortunately, a true transformation in the white collar industry, in the banking industry. And, and I believe the digitalization of the firms and the work from home culture that we're putting in place is going to uncover a lot of middle and back office inefficiencies that the banks are going to address very aggressively because they're going to need to. Um, uh, as for data, yeah, you know, I, I, the article that, that you're uh, stressing, I said that a lot of fintechs um, disrespect the banks and, and to, their, um, uh, to their disadvantage. The banks have two trump cards. Number one, they have deep subject matter expertise. Well, there's three really. Deep subject matter expertise in understanding the business problem. Fintechs don't. Fintechs look at technology and try to say, hey, the technology is going to solve all of this. And that's not true. You've got to really intimately understand the business problem. Uh, two, the banks have the data and everything is about data. You know, Doug Laney, he wrote a book called Infonomics. Very, very smart man. He said, data's not that important. And, and he's right. What is important is the yield of information that can be created from that data. Information yield. And he's spot on. So the more data they have, ultimately, the more information you can create. What the banks have failed to do is to connect those two things together effectively, efficiently. That's where the fintechs can add some value and really begin to work and partner with the banks. And the third is the we're in a regulated market. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people use regulations as a wall to try and, top fit, try and stop fintech encroachment. I think they make a mistake in looking at regulations. The, two, the true value is subject matter expertise and, and data. On, on a Yazdi side, just, just to clarify that one last point, no, we are not dependent on good, clean data. Absolutely, we don't want, we just want data. Give it to us any way that you want. Um, we are not gonna implement a, 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 a 2020s product in the same way as we deployed products in the 1980s. We're not going to turn up with a, a data model and say, all this amazing stuff that we've given you, can you make your data look like this, please? And, they, and, and the bank or the insurance company or the telco has to start this death march of data homogenization. This, this, this horrendous project that they have to do, which is 80% of the, of the cost of the project, 50% of exact, 50% being exactly the same as the last three or five projects that they've done in the last couple of years. No, just give us the data, stick it in a, in, in a lake, and we'll solve it for you. The data model for the customer is not my interpretation of their business. The data model of the customer is in their data. 
and they and, and that's what we discover we discover their data model and then allow them to then optimize against that so we don't have one data model every one of our customers has a data model very interesting you have animated it really well uh, simon and on that note i think oh. that we have to to wrap up thank yeah. you so much uh, for for sharing all these insights uh, with us well, I hope it was useful. I apologize for doing incredibly long answers to very short questions. But, no, it's, you know, it, anybody it was that knows great. me knows I, I just don't shut up. So, a real uh, pleasure, uh, Simon. Have a great day. Effie, thanks so much.